Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how a couple of days in a fracture walking boot can help you decide whether or not you can run 100 miles. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. In this lesson, we're talking about how a couple of days in a fracture walking boot can actually help you decide whether or not you might be able to run 100 miles. Now, that may seem like a silly thing. Like you think, well, if you're wearing a fracture walking boot, there's no way you're gonna run 100 miles. But there is a patient I just had a consultation with yesterday on the phone, and we were talking about this because she's actually signed up for a 100 mile trail race. She wants to do this ultra marathon, and she's having a problem. And so the task is to figure out Really, is it safe for her to do this run, which is 100 miles, basically a month away or not? So we had a long talk about this and it was really interesting because she's very smart. She's had a couple of injuries over the years. She totally understands running. She's, you know, multiple um, sort of level endurance athlete. You know, she's had um, a number of different races. She's done lots of races. She's done all kinds of races, done strictly running races, triathlons, all kinds of events. And so she knows a lot about the process. She knows a lot about avoiding injury, about what to do when she gets injured doing a race, when you get injured from overtraining. She knows a lot about this, yet she still had a lot of questions. And I thought it might be useful to make a lesson that sort of talks about this. And so I think it's really helpful to figure out what the thought process is when you get injured and you're trying to actually decide if you can run a race, because sometimes you have to make a decision about that. For example, if you're gonna do a race that's in another state, in another town, and you have booked a rental house, for example, on, on, uh, online on Airbnb or VRBO or something like that, and you have to pay for it, well, you can usually cancel that reservation within a certain period of time, but you can't cancel it when you show up or you're supposed to show up. At that point, it's usually non-refundable, and that can be a lot of money. So you can't always get the money back for the entry fee, but you know, you might be able to change your flight if you do it early enough. You might be able to change your travel accommodations, any of those things. And you want to obviously want to get that money back if you're not going to do the race. So when you get injured, in fact, most people who get injured seem to get injured somewhere around like four to eight weeks prior to their race. Why is that? First of all, that's not complicated. You're doing this progression. You're like working your activity up. You get stronger and stronger and then you drop your activity down. Then you do it again and you drop back down. You do it again, you drop back down. You do it again and you drop back down. That's periodization. So we all use this sort of increasing, ramping up over and over and over to build our fitness without getting injured. The idea is when you drop back down, it allows you to recover and you can get stronger and stronger over that period of periodization. Now, somewhere along the line, something happens, you know, you, you trip, you run on the wrong surface, you do a little bit too much workout, or something is really just off on one of your days, you're sick when you do a long run and you just have too much stress in your system, you can get an overtraining injury. That can happen to anybody. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean you're defective. It just means you got injured and you have to deal with it. Well, that does happen. So the problem is, is not that you're, you can't heal it. It's just, are you going to heal it in time? So if you're a month out and you're going to do a 100 mile trail race, think about what you're doing right then. You're kind of at your maximum build phase, right? You're in the middle of this really long progression where you have to add a lot more mileage or intensity uh, in terms of training and consequently stress. So if you get an injury like a, a tendon injury, for example, or a stress fracture, it's all kind of the same thing. You know, they're all stress. It's just a different structure. One of them's a tendon, one of them's a bone. But you have to figure out if you can do the race or not. So we were having this discussion, and 
and the um, I was saying, well, look, here's what usually happens. Here's what I hear from runners is they basically say, okay, I got this injury a couple of weeks ago. It kind of hurt. It didn't hurt that much. You know, I did my next run and it hurt a little bit more. And then it kind of hurt the next day when I woke up. So then I kind of realized it was a little more serious because it ached for a couple of days. And they'll say, well, as a rule, I know if I have pain in one specific location for more than two or three days at a time, and it doesn't just go away, then I have to evaluate it, figure out what it is and stop running until I can figure out what it is, then make a decision about how I'm going to take the pressure off of it so I can keep running. So this happens, right? So you get injured, you take a couple of days off and you go run and it gets a little worse, but you're in the middle of your maximum build phase. So you know, you've really got to keep ramping up if you want to do well in your race. So what do most runners do? Well, they say, okay, well, maybe I'll just try to do this run today. They've not yet been evaluated, but they say, maybe I'll try to do this run today. Maybe I'll just go and run slow. After all, I am doing a 100 mile trail race, so I'm going to be running relatively slow just for a very, very long period of time. So they sort of justify it. They say, okay, well, since I'm gonna run slow uh, on my race day, uh, Maybe I'm just go test it and run as if it were a race day today and just go run like 10 miles on a fairly easy trail and see how I do. And they go out and they run and they're not really like limp running. They're not really like trying to keep the pressure off. It's not really aching with every step. And you realize pretty quickly that if you run in a certain way at a certain pace with a certain type of gait and you're protecting it some when you run, you can kind of get away with it. So you're thinking, okay, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can just keep doing these sort of half-ass runs, like not really building my strength runs, not really running in the way that makes me feel confident and fit, but I can keep doing that and then I can show up on race day and then I can just suffer through that 100 miles and make it to the finish line, get my t-shirt and go home and call it a day. Well, that's sort of a reasonable approach, but in my mind, that's the wrong approach. So what most runners do is they get to that point and they say, well, you know, I have a couple of more weeks. So what I'll do is I'll basically kind of do these half runs, half training, not really full effort, not really full speed, not really full strength expended during these runs. And I'll see how it goes. And then if it's not going well, then I'll cancel my race, you know, a couple of weeks out and then see if, if I'm good, you know, if I can get the refund and stuff, or if I feel okay, I'll just push through and see if I can do it. So that's a normal approach. That's the way that we think, right? We think, well, if we can just get through this, then I can get through that. And if I can just get through that, then I can get through the race. And it doesn't always work out that way. So I don't believe in fracture walking boots for every injury. I don't believe fracture walking boots are the best first line treatment for almost every runner. I think they're the wrong thing most of the time for runners. So there are some cases when you really need a fracture walking boot, but even though I kind of think of the fracture walking boot as the arch enemy of the common runner, I think that you can use them sometimes as a tool to help you make assessments. So just because you get injured doesn't mean you can't do your race, first of all, even if a doctor tells you so. So one personal story on my side that happened with that, I had a tendon injury, I got a huge bruise on the side of my foot four weeks before Ironman Florida. This is not good, right? This is just what we're talking about. So this runner yesterday, same thing. She had you know, an injury, she's now about a month out from her race and she's injured. So the normal answer for most doctors is like, well, if you have a tendon injury or if you have a stress fracture, then you need to take four to six weeks off and you need to use a fracture walking boot to hold it still and let it calm down and heal during that period. Obviously, if you're in a boot for a month or a month and a half and you take it off the day before the race, you can't go do a race and do well. And not only would you not do well, it's extremely risky to do a race when you're that weak and you're that stiff after having been in a fracture walking boot. So the thing is, I got this big bruise on the side of my foot. I looked at it, I knew what it was, I knew what the problem was, I knew that it was risky, I knew that most doctors would say, that's it, 
fracture walk and boot four to six weeks. I didn't want to do that. So what I did was I really aggressively iced it that day. So if you do a contrast bath routine or something, you get the inflammation out, then put on compression socks to really keep compression on that area so it doesn't swell anymore. I put it in a fracture walking boot. I wore the boot for a couple of days. Took the boot off after two days, took the compression sock off, pushed on that area, no pain. Still had a bruise, that had not gone away yet, but it didn't hurt. I pushed on it, no pain at all. And I thought, okay, great. I'll go ride my bike, see what happens. I went out and I rode my bike for like an hour or so. No pain. I waited till the next day, no pain at all. Got on my bike, tried it again. I, ran, I rode like 35 miles or something, no pain. Then I went out and I rode like 70 miles, no pain. So then I rode like 100 miles, no pain at all. So I basically cycled, I was doing other things to maintain my fitness, showed up to Ironman Florida, four weeks after I got this huge bruise on the side of my foot, to date, my fastest Ironman ever. That was my fastest Ironman my entire life, and it was four weeks after I had this injury that would have normally got me in a fractured walking boot for a month, a month and a half. So that's the first thing you have to understand is that you have to figure out where you are with the injury. So a fracture walking boot can really help with that process. So I was talking to this runner yesterday. I said, look, you know, one option, yeah, that you can do that. You can kind of take a couple of days off or you can just kind of half run on it and see if it gets worse. If it doesn't get worse and you can kind of half run on it, then you can still do your race and assume it's not really gonna be a fast race, but you can probably get through it. That is one approach. A lot of the times though, what happens is that people are sort of half running and their symptoms are very, very slowly, almost imperceptibly creeping upward and they're kind of getting worse. They just don't realize they're actually getting worse. And so then it's past that time where they could have gotten a refund for the flight or the hotel or the rental house or whatever. And then they realize they're not gonna be able to do the race, that they do have too much pain. They do have too much inability to run and there's no way they're really gonna make it through a 100 mile race. So then they cancel and they're really bummed out and deflated. So first of all, you have to decide how important the race is to you. If it's Ironman Hawaii, and you've been trying to get in for 10 years, I might tell you to do it anyway. If you're doing uh, Western States 100 and you have really been training for like 10 years trying to get in and you finally qualified and you're finally in, I would probably help you try to figure out how to do the race in the safest way possible. So you have to decide how important it is to you. If it's not very important, then yeah, the right answer is probably like, okay, just skip the race if you don't really care about the race. But if it's a race where you know you cannot possibly get into it with ease in the future or do an equivalent race, well, then that's a different story, right? So you have to be very careful about that. You need to make the right assessment on, is this gonna be something that you can skip and feel good about it? And if you, you, know, if you spent your whole life qualifying for the Boston Marathon and you're finally in, you probably don't want to skip that. You probably wanna figure out how to make it through the race just to say you did it. But you have to decide that first. So step one, figure out what the real goal is. Figure out how important that race is to you. And if it's really important, then figure out whether or not you can do it safely. So here's how a fracture walking boot works in that respect. The idea is that a fracture walking boot, you know, you put it on, holds you completely still, holds everything still. You're not gonna move your foot. It has a curvature under the sole so that when you walk on it, it actually offloads your forefoot, decreases all the stress and spreads them evenly across the foot so that you don't have a lot of isolated stress in one uh, particular area where you may have an injury. So the fracture walking boot can really protect you. After all, it's called a fracture walking boot. It is designed for people who have fractures to allow them to walk. So it only works to really immobilize you if you use it all the time. One of the keys with a tendon injury is keeping it completely still to get it to heal. No matter what tendon it is in your foot, there is no way you can hold any tendon in your foot completely still while you're walking unless it's locked up in a fracture walking boot. So if you have a fracture walking boot and or you order one online, 
you get a fracture walking boot and you put it on just for two days. Like two days is not gonna kill you. You're not gonna lose a lot of fitness in two days. It's not really a big deal to miss one or two workouts. So basically, if you're like a month out from a race and you put on a fracture walking boot, you know, you, that evening you ice the foot like crazy, put on a compression sock, put on the fracture boot, and then keep the boot on 24 hours a day. Treat it like a cast. Do not take it off at all over the next 48 hours. Then you get to make an assessment of how this is gonna help you. So if you go like all the way through the next day, all the way through the following day, you've really used it. If not taking it off, you know, you wear it in the shower, you cover it with a plastic bag, you really let the things heal and immobilize it just so it will heal and calm down. It can help you make an assessment, not only on your condition, but how likely it is that you could actually finish that race. So you use the boot, you keep it on, then after two days, you take the boot off. This is not complicated. You take the boot off, and then what you do is you just push on that structure, you know, with your thumb, push on that structure, see how it feels. If you don't have any pain at all, this is a very good sign, just like mine. I took off the boot after a couple of days, no pain when I pushed on my perineal tendons. Okay, so then I went for a bike ride. So then you do something else like that, something simple, get on a stationary bike, go for a bike ride, whatever, but go do something that's low impact and just see if the thing will work without hurting. If you don't have any pain later that day, you don't have any pain the next day, well then go for a short run. Just go out and do a very easy run on very predictable surfaces, hopefully with you running you know, on the right side of the road so that the slope of the road is in the per correct position for your particular injury. We've got another episode that talks about all that, but you have to basically make sure that you're running in a way that's safe as possible for you. So maybe you could go run on the track, you, know, you run someplace that's very forgiving that you think of as your easiest place to run. So do that and see how it feels. If you don't have any pain during the run, this is a really good sign. If you don't have any pain later that day, that's good sign number two. If the next morning you wake up and you have no pain at all, you know you're on the right track. This is good news all around. So at that point, then you could go for a longer run. You could make it longer. You could, you know, you don't necessarily want to do a lot of intensity or do anything risky. You don't want to go run on an uneven trail, but if you do a long run on a relatively forgiving surface, you see how it goes. So if it goes well, you know you're back on track. Now, again, you have to be cautious. You have to realize you have a recovering injury at this point. So this is not complicated. If you basically rapidly ramp up to your normal intensity or you just go take those workouts that you skipped and you jump to the next highest workout after that, that's really high intensity, really long, really hard work, whatever, really stressful, then it's really risky and you shouldn't do that. Instead, you should talk to your coach, talk to your doctor, figure out, okay, well, what is best here? Is it better for me to just do some long runs to maintain all of my fitness? Or is it better to do some short runs to build intensity? If your coach is ambivalent and your coach says it doesn't really matter, you could do some long runs, just maintain your fitness. You've already been exercising for months. You've been working for a long time. You've already got all that in the bank. You're really in good shape for the race right now. All you need to do is not get more injured and you need to maintain your fitness, then you're probably better off just doing some like easy long runs and just maintaining your running form, your running fitness, and your aerobic fitness so that you're ready to go on race day. So that's the thing, is you can use a fracture walking boot not as a long-term treatment, but a short-term treatment to help you decide how severe the injury is and whether or not you can then continue to run and make it to race day in one piece. Now, the flip side of that, let's say you use the boot for a couple of days, you take it off, and as soon as you take it off, you push on that injury. Okay, well, that basically suggests a more severe injury. So if you use it for a couple of days, and it makes no significant change in just a couple of days, well, at that point, you can confidently call the race because you can say, it's been two days, I completely immobilized the thing, completely stayed off of it, slept in the boot, I showered in the boot, I didn't take it off, and then when I did take it off, it hurt. Well, now you know for sure. 
you know that you have a more severe injury, you know it's gonna be a more significant treatment to actually get it to heal, and that if you just try to keep doing these sort of half runs where you're not really training hard, you're not really doing your full effort, but you're still not allowing it to heal, there's no way you're gonna make it through the race in one piece. So at that point, then you can confidently say, okay, doing the race is the wrong thing here. And then just because you've done a couple of days in the boot, you have an answer. You have a concrete answer, and that concrete answer, I think more, most of the time is a better answer than you know, you're gonna get from an X-ray or an MRI or anything like that. You really have to think about it. You gotta just be sensible. So if you can really just sort of lock it up and aggressively treat it, you know, really remove the inflammation with contrast pass, really prevent the inflammation from coming back by using uh, compression socks or elevating your feet up the wall, something like that. And then also use the fracture walking boot to really thoroughly immobilize it for just a couple of days to see if all the symptoms will sort of vanish right away. Then you know it's a minor injury and you know that you can work closely with your coach to develop a plan to maintain your fitness, show up at the starting line, and then make it to the finish line. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.